Welcome to the Pirates Overboard Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Ostwick, joined alongside Jonathan Luters. We are two student athletes excited to sit down with fellow Pirates to talk about their experience here at the Hall and learn more about them on a personal level. Go check out and follow the Pirates Overboard Instagram page for all of our content. And if you want to go watch our podcasts, go to our YouTube page at Pirates Overboard. So let's get into it. All right, well, Sylvia, thank you for being on. Sylvia Alessio is a grad student diver here at SHU, coming all the way from Tresta, Italy. Did my best job pronouncing that there. Transferring from Fresno State, we are excited to get to know Sylvia more and have her on the podcast today. We will discuss her transition from East Carolina to Fresno State to Seton Hall, her home life and culture back in Italy, her academic pursuits here at Seton Hall, everything diving, of course, and her plans post-Seton Hall. Sylvia has been an awesome addition to the Seton Hall community and especially the dive team. She is recently coming off a three-meter dive victory at the West Virginia Invite Meet and a second place in the one-meter dive. We are excited to follow Sylvia in her final year of collegiate diving and to get to know her story better here today. So without further ado, Sylvia Alessio. Sylvia, thank you for being on. We really appreciate your time. I know the day before Thanksgiving here, we're recording, so we're not in studio. We're doing this uh, virtually, but we're getting it going. Uh, we're excited to get to know you more. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you again for coming on. And don't mind me, the the stop as a swimmer, as a swim coach, you have the stopwatches in the room and uh they they have alarms on them apparently and they just go off constantly throughout <laughs> the day and night, so they keep you up all night. So uh sorry about that. So thank you. The day before before Thanksgiving. We've almost made it through the first semester, guys. Um it's been a crazy wild wind. Uh first first and foremost, Sylvia, how are you on this day before Thanksgiving? I'm good. Um ready to leave. I'm going to Connecticut for Thanksgiving, my boyfriend's house, which is going to be fun. I like Thanksgiving. It's usually like we don't celebrate it in Italy, but it's always a good excuse to like eat a lot, which I like. So I'm excited. No, no, no question about that. Is there, and you talked about just the Thanksgiving holiday itself. Is there something that you look forward to toward Thanksgiving break now, this being your fifth Thanksgiving being in the States? Uh, is it other than the food? Is there anything else that you look forward to? Um, not necessarily. Um, it's nice to have a break at say, um, because I'm ready to have a break, especially after midseason. I feel like it's well deserved. So I'm excited to like just have a little break, eat some mashed potatoes, which I love, homemade mac and cheese. I know it's against what any Italian would say <laughs> because mac and cheese is not a real thing. But if they're homemade and they're like good, then I will eat it. Just like the box ones is not. No, it's not the same. No, no. Not the same. No. No, no. Here, here at my house, uh, box mac and cheese was a a no go. You're not allowed to have it. Um, so I can I can attest to that. Um, so you just talked about coming back from West Virginia. We talked about it in our fall recap. We were actually recording an episode while we were there. Um, very a huge meet, both on the dive and swimming part. Uh, really good success on both sides. Uh, for you, as we mentioned in the in- intro, winning three meter, uh, coming in second on one meter. What were some of your big takeaways from that meet? Um, I definitely really enjoyed the meet itself. It was a bigger meet with way more competition than the past meet we had, like dual meets and like the Bucknell Invitational. They weren't like super big and it wasn't like much competition, but I definitely did enjoy like having more people and seeing where I was at like in the season also preparing for Big East 
which of course it's like the biggest meet and I want to do well, of course. Um, but I was very happy with my performance. I think that after like, again, like five years in America, but overall 13 years, I've kind of learned how to like handle myself and like big, big meets. And like, if I screw up something, if I mess up a dive, like it's okay. Like I got five mores or I got like how many more and just like, kind of like be locked in and focus on what's next. Cause I've learned over the past, like, again, 13 years that if I mess up one of them, then like, it's not like the end of the world. Like it just happens. And mm -hmm. it's just what you do with it after that really counts. And I feel like for divers, especially that we have like, like six dives in this case, you have to do them all like at the best, of course, of your abilities, but that's very hard. And I want to say kind of impossible to just like nail them all at mm -hmm. the same time, like in the same meet. So you just kind of take away like positive things like, oh, like that was good. I can still improve and doing this a little better, but like move on to the next. Cause if you get stuck on like whatever you did wrong, then there's no way out. Yeah, that is for sure. I feel like it's the same with swimming. Like we get four events at least um, and you got a prelim and final. And if you mess up in the prelims, but still make it back. It's like, how can you improve upon um, that prelim swim like you just mentioned uh you have six dives in the morning uh six dives at night too if you make it to finals mm -hmm. so like how can we improve on each dive how many divers were at this meet because i know uh i think our head swim coach said i think even ben said there was a lot of divers on both there was a lot of side. female divers mm -hmm. there was about like 60 Whoa. 60 to 65 i'd say so you'd we would get assigned a board so you mm -hmm. couldn't pick like what board you like more, which is kind of a disadvantage. It could be at least. For me, it wasn't too bad because I'm very indecisive, which it was kind of nice that they just told me, okay, you're on this board. Like you just have to come do your dives on that board, which was kind of nice. But um, yeah, there was 60 divers, 30 like on each board. And then mm -hmm. the meet was running like both boards were a separate meet and then all the scores just like got combined at the end. So you didn't even know like where were you standing? That's crazy. Which so, I like and I don't really like. Like wh on three. Why meter, do you like it? Well, I like it. I like to not know when I'm mm, actually I don't know. Because I I <laughs> I'd like to know like how good I have to <laughs> Like, if I mess up something, I like to know that I'm, like, I still have, like, a little, like, safe spot that I can miss mm -hmm. a little more but still be in the final. But when I'm doing very bad, I would I wouldn't like to know because I just, like, I would see myself out of the finals and just be very sad, I guess. Yeah, I, I would like to know just so that I had a gauge of, okay, am I climbing up the leaderboard or yeah. if I'm falling, yeah. like, stuff like that. Um. My next question was, with that many divers, what was warming up like? Because it's it was two three-meter boards and two one-meter boards, right? So yeah. does that how does that affect your warm-up style? Um, I honestly did the same thing as I always do. It didn't I didn't really change anything because that's just how I always do, and I don't want to change it. And I know it works, so I don't change it. I would rather just go early, like get in there like at 8.30 in the morning and be in the water for like even two hours, but make sure that I do all like the steps that I want to do to like feel comfortable. And I know some people are not like that. Like some of my teammates, they just like to do one of each and that works for them. 
for me personally, I'm a perfectionist. So I would rather do like one, two, three until I know and I feel comfortable. Okay, I can do it again in the me under pressure. It sounds like you have like a very regimented routine before you get into like the actual dives. And it, I guess every diver as every probably athlete has their own routine before they get going to competition. What does that look like for you? And how, like, take me step by step, like you mentally and physically, like what dives are you doing? I know we talked to Quinn a little bit about the intricacies of diving. What does it look like for you, kind of your routine for a competition? Yeah, some things, some people might say it's like superstition, but I don't know. I just, um, for example, like during the meet itself, if I put my slides in a certain spot and my dive goes well, then I'll do it again the next dive. But if it doesn't go well, if it doesn't go well, then I'll like I switch spots. And before every day, I like I have a necklace that like I, I like to like touch if I'm scared. Even in practice, if I'm scared, I, like I touch it. I, like I know it's there. Okay, like I got it. And then I just take a breath and just just go and hope for the best. I guess. Love it. Love it. Yeah, Trust I wish all the training from beforehand. Yeah, that is for sure. And I wish we were able to watch you guys more at WVU. Uh, but like we talked about with Quinn. Uh, Jonathan, for everyone out there, it's going simultaneously. So we're swimming prelims while you're diving prelims. And then I think your finals are at the beginning of our finals. So there's really no time for us to sit down and, got, and watch you guys. So I really wish I was able to watch uh, you guys compete against all those co- um, competitors. Um, so that was uh, that was one thing I wish. But like Derek would tell us before finals, oh, by the way, just Sylvia won three meter. She's we're like, <laughs> That's amazing. Whoa. Um, so as you move on from West Virginia and we're now into that stage of, of the swimming timeline where it's like, okay, we're going to in diving timeline where we're going to train, train, train and get ready for Big East. So what are some of the things that you're looking to improve upon as we get closer and closer to Big East? Um, I think the main thing with like myself, at least I don't do any dives that I've like are new or like newer. I just want consistency and like, out of five be able to make like four out of five or like five out of five even like where I would get like I don't know sixes at least on average so then like yeah like the main thing in diving I'd say is consistency and just the more numbers you do even like with a bad hurdle or like in during a bad day when you're sore when you're not mentally there like the more you do it in different like environments and even different pools I feel like the more like it helps yeah, that that is for sure, and we get to go down to Florida at the beginning of January, so that's going to be a nice little change of pace. Um, so before we get into that at the time at Seton Hall, what got you into diving in the first place? Way back when, uh, when you were still over in Italy and you were a, a young diver trying to make it onto the scene. Well, so <clears throat> at first I was a gymnast, but okay. it wasn't really my thing, and I wasn't like super good either. Uh, I was very scared, which shocker. And then my brother at the time, he had a girlfriend and she was a diver. She, um, she just told me, oh, you should try it. Like you did, uh, you were a gymnast. A lot of people come from gymnastics. So you should just like give it a try. And at that point I had tried like track and field and like a bunch of other sports that I just like didn't like much. And then I tried diving and I was pretty good at it from the get go because again, I had like a, a solid background even though I wasn't the best gymnast at all, but um, I just liked it. And then I just, I just stuck with it. And like, even like my friends that I met through it, they are still some of my best friends right now. Then when they're still back in Italy and I'm here, we still chit chat. 
when I go back home, we see each other, we hang out and all. From there, my coach, she's from Hungary and she has three daughters, one of which went four times to the Olympics for Italy. So, whoa. whoa. Yeah. That's no, crazy. Yeah, that, that, it's a little crazy. Yeah. And then her youngest daughter, she um, went and dove at University of Arkansas. And I think she was a couple years older than me, maybe one or two. But she just told me. So we were kind of the same level. She was a little better, but not like extremely better. And she just told me, oh, you should try it. Like, it will be fun. I'm having so much fun here, blah, blah, blah. And then my coach kind of helped me with that because she had helped her daughter doing the whole process. So I didn't go through any like agency or anything. I just like went on my laptop, looked schools, just had an email and I just sent it out. And then, um, well, one thing led to another. And then I went to East Carolina for my freshman mm-hmm. year, which was very fun. Um, definitely I was, it was like a shocker to me coming from Italy. That was my freshman year. It was just, just absolutely different from what I was used to. Uh-huh. And Freshman year, I got injured. So I got, I had like a back injury um, for like half of the season, I want to say, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I'm from like not looking back at it, I think it was due to like lifting heavy, which I wasn't used to. We only did like conditioning, but like with no weights. It was only like, like cardio or like abs or body squats, just like circuits. So I never really like lifted properly. And also, I mean, the famous freshman 15, which that was more like 20, but it's fine. I lost it eventually, but that was a big thing. Like American food, like coming here in the dining hall, I could eat however much I wanted, how many rounds I wanted. And we all would go into the dining hall with the swimmers. And at least our swimmers at ECU, they would just like eat like crazy after a very hard set. And us divers, we were there with them. So we just like like one thing led to another and I would eat as much as they would, but I wouldn't, I wasn't burning the same calories. So it just like escalated. <laughs> but then from there, we got cut in May, which was very late. Uh, like it was May 21st, I think. And at that point I was like, okay, well, I did one year. Do I just quit and go back home or do I, cause I was injured. So I didn't really know what I was going to do, but then I, I guess I wasn't ready to quit yet. Um, so I just started reaching out to schools and thankful, thankfully Fresno had like a good scholarship to offer. And I really clicked with the coach. She was also like super good. Um, mm-hmm. she won SECs. She went to Kentucky. She won Whoa. NCAA. Like she was very, very good, which was a little intimidating, but she was also, she also had like, she still has three kids and she mm-hmm. has like that mom figure that I had back at home with my Hungarian coach so I really like click with her and I was like okay like I want to go here Fresno itself it wasn't like LA San Francisco or like the California you would expect but it was still very nice it was like the community the team we only had a girls team but we were all very close and especially with my class uh, even when I was deciding on taking a fifth year or not I was like well I don't know what to do like uh-huh. um, but a lot of like all the people I had in my class, they all went on different paths. Like one is doing PT school. One is doing like some classes to get into occupational therapy school. Then another one, she's working. Another one's back in Iceland. 
One is, is taking a fifth year swimming at ASU. ASU. So we all like. Whoa, that's went, amazing. Yeah, we all went different ways. And I was like, okay, well, I'll go my own way too, I guess. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that's all amazing. I want to back it up really quick. That's a that's an amazing story from you going to a gymnast to a diver. Would you say that's one of the? I know Laura was also that way. Yeah, who's Laura a was also a gymnast, and yeah. I think Nikki was as well. I think so too. So is that like <clears> a common thing for divers where they'll go from gymnastics and in, right into diving because it's just such an easy transition? Yeah, it's common, but I would say that technique wise, it's a little different. Mm -hmm. Like how so? Gymnastics technique is different well diving technique is like i like gymnastics really helps if you're like very strong and quick and like and you throw your back foot black back flips with your shoulders but like in diving if you do so that won't give you any height off the board so realistically mm -hmm. there's no room for you to flip and then like land the dive if that makes sense so there's so many yeah. little things that go into it but it's very easy to go from gymnastics to diving because like you you flip you twist and you're like I guess you're not really scared of like flipping and twisting itself because it can be very scary like oh yeah I when, when watching as a lifeguard on three meter I'll watch you and go ah not, not for me no thank you <laughs> yeah well this is the first year we don't do like I personally don't do platform mm -hmm. so the past four years at least in college I did platform it's the uh, the other one like you yeah. saw West Virginia and that's even worse. Like oh, I can imagine. It's it. Uh, yeah. I don't even want to go up there and just stand up there. I don't like heights to begin with. No, thank you. Like yeah. that looks terrifying. <laughs> it is a little, but so, it's easy when you start when you're very young because they just like kind of throw you up there and then you get used to it. But mm -hmm. I started when I was like 10, which is not too late, but I was already aware of like, this is tall. Like this is yeah. high. I'm not, I'm not just jumping off. What? <laughs> no. So it, it definitely takes a uh, unique person for sure to get on the dive or dive off, do different techniques at different heights, no less. I know you'd mentioned platform for a novice and no one, someone that doesn't know much about diving at all. Platform, one meter, three meter, or how does that all? Um, that all so the springboard are only one meter and three meters, and those are the bouncy okay. ones. So the classic springboard you would imagine. Platform is more like just the concrete that you jump off. And we have oh, one meter, gotcha. three meter, five, seven, and 10. So 10 meters, it's like, what, 33 feet? Yeah. Of, You're up there. Here. You're up so there. So oh it's just like pretty much concrete and you jump off of it um, and you flip and twist and you do a handstand as well. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. It's fun. Don't get me wrong. It's fun. But like getting to the point where you're comfortable, it just takes a little I, it doesn't look for me. If I was up there, I'd say I'm walking back down the stairs. No thanks. I'll I'll pass. Um, so you talked about your weight training at ECU. How does that compare to some of the stuff that you're doing here at Seton Hall? Um, I would say pretty much um, more so like Fresno. I don't really remember what we did at ECU. If I have to be completely honest, but um, I think pretty much we do the same things like. Mm -hmm. squats and like mostly lower body I would say like squats and RDLs and like um what is that called no the trap bar so we oh, do a trap lot bar of deadlift. Yeah. deadlift yeah. yeah and also we do a lot of like box jumps or like little jumps in general and Fresno at least we would do like box jump or like kind of plyometrics so to just like like jump and be reactive and 
uh, upper body. I don't think we do too much, which I like because I'm very weak upper body, but pretty much we do the same things, I'd say. In the how about in the actual like swim or swim and dive programs? I mean, for the diving, like the, the, any major differences between the three or similarities? Mm, no, there's not many major differences. Um, every coach will have their different like style of coaching, sure. which um, I, I have one, two, three, like four coaches, five. Um, and by now I kind of know what I do wrong, what I'm doing right. And right. we also yeah. have a TiVo, which helps. So you can see your dive and like replay that yep. really helps. Cause you can actually see what your coach is telling you you're doing wrong. And it helps like visualize and be more aware of what you're doing wrong. But sure. diving wise, we just have a whiteboard <clears throat> and our coach Ben writes on it what we have to do each day, um, which is nice because you see it on the board, you warm up and you can kind of mentally prepare like, oh, okay, I got to do this dive, which you might be scared of or you might struggle with and you don't really want to do. But like you see it on the board as you're warming up, you just accepting it and prepare to be ready and do it. Awesome. Yeah. So you've had you've had like the different experiences from all three schools and I mean that kind of like non-experience that the typical NCAA athlete would have usually going just to one school at least for Justin and I the grandpa's here again going to the same <laughs> school for five years but uh, that kind of like helps you be, be more well, well well-rounded deal with other coaches deal with other teammates know like how different philosophies of diving is that probably helped you like be like a better diver overall no because now you have so many different philosophies of coaching yeah I definitely have different like feedbacks I had different feedbacks from different coaches which helped um and it can also help like you might do something wrong and hearing it from someone else in a different way it could help you like yes. click something in your brain and be like oh okay like that was I had to what was that I had to do like all along which right definitely helps yeah no that is for sure I want to follow up again on your recruiting process a little bit here um what was it like getting recruited from Italy to was there any like hard transitions there from getting recruited all the way from Italy into the United States and um what were some of the things you were trying to highlight when getting recruited um the hard things I would say were more mostly like about like the visa and like Mm -hmm. like for example I had to go down to Milan and get my visa and like go through like an interview where they asked me if I'd been to certain countries like why was I going to America and like I had like my I-20 and like all my like papers and documents. Um, I honestly had no clue what the NCAA was. I was so mm. unaware of it, no idea. And there's a whole portal you have to like, like fill out and like put your information. And then when I reached out to like coaches, I just had like some video highlights of like my dives and then just like score results is like you would put like, oh, I went this time on the 100 free and I would say oh I'm three meters with nine dives I got this score so uh, that was pretty much like what you would highlight and Mm -hmm. but the most important thing is the video so the more videos you have the more likely are people to like look at them and that's a better like idea that gives them a better idea of like how good you are is is that is that recruiting process when you got recruited back a couple of years ago, similar to what it is today. So it's a lot of video, um, sending it to coaches, email. Yeah, it's also like, different. Like, changed now? Yeah. Yeah, it's different because when I transferred my freshman year, um, I already had like my like 
stats and records, for example, on the roster or like we have this like dive meets, uh, which is where you can like look up divers, look up like past results and meets and like sure. coaches mm -hmm. and whatever. It's all like in there. So coaches can look you up and see like like your record and like what score you got here and there and blah, blah, blah. And see like if you're consistent, if you're not consistent, if you were injured, like um, so that definitely was easier. And then I already had videos and I just used the old ones and some new ones. So, so, so to all the divers listening out there uh, who listened to Quinn's episode two weeks ago, don't do what Quinn did and just, <laughs> and, and not, and not reach out, do what Sylvia did. She has the great, the, the great advice here, not to call out our guy, uh, Quinn, um, who's a little under the weather today, but that's besides the point. So one more question about before coming to Seton Hall. So you got to represent your country at eight national, uh, eight nations youth diving meet in France and Norway in 2017 and 2018. What was that experience like? That was very fun. <laughs> um, I was super happy. Um, mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I remember clearly that I was like 10 points off the like the score we would have to get to go to European juniors, oh. which was very upsetting. But it's okay. Like at that time, I was way more mental than I was than I am today. Mm -hmm. Like I would get in my head so easily if I messed up something and like with time, with time, with time going by, like I learned how to like not do that. But looking back at it at the time, like I kind of deserved not to go mm -hmm. because I wasn't there mentally. Like maybe diving was, yes, but mentally I, I couldn't have handled like the pressure and just like being at such a big meet and like knowing that you're representing your country. So it's okay. Like I still got to experience like having like the Italy gear and all that fun stuff. Oh, and like yeah. went to a couple of different countries, which is very fun. Um, but like, I'm not, I'm not like too mad about it now. It's fine. <laughs> I don't want to go back to like reliving it anymore, but I want to ask for like someone that's not, does not, doesn't know diving as well with the scoring. How much is 10 points off the mark? Is that a law? Is that a little? Like, where is that? That's not a lot. It could be like oh, a different man. from like a five and a half to a six and a half. Oh, wow. Jeez. So yeah, it's really, really not. Oh, so you're right there, right there, man. Yeah. yeah. Or like, like half a point here and there, like on each dive. And okay. yeah, it wasn't, it's not much. Yeah. Did it. you well, get... I didn't mean to re relive it anymore, but anyway, clarify that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to, well, I'm going to ask one more about reliving it. Did you get to meet anybody? <laughs> that was kind of on that pro level worth of diving uh, at those meets at a young age. And it was, was it kind of like shocking to you? I know when we talked to Leia Istanbuli, she got to travel uh, and compete for Lebanon at, at Worlds. And she got to see all these uh, different professional swimmers at that level. Just mm -hmm. not, she wasn't in awe, but she's like, whoa, I'm swimming with this person. I've watched them on TV at the Olympics. Oh, I've seen this person. Yeah. Was that kind of like for you too? Yeah. Like for example, now there's, specific I remember this girl she's from Switzerland and like she went to the Olympics and I'm like wow I can't believe I was in the same pool like on the same springboard with her or even this other girl she she dove at LSU the past two years and now she's at U Miami she's from mm -hmm. Italy and like she also went she also went to the Olympics and like got a bunch of like <clears throat> uh, medals at Worlds and like it's crazy to me to think that like She's two years younger than me. I was literally competing with her. And like, I I even beat her like a couple of times. I'm not going to lie. Really? Wow. <laughs> that's amazing. Then she got very good and it's fine. But she's super <laughs> sweet. So that's okay. If you're sweet and if you're nice, I don't have an issue if you beat me. 
<laughs> did, you get, <laughs> did you get to pick any of their brains at all a little bit to get some advice from them? Um, not really. Mm -hmm. Um, because this girl, she lives in Rome, which is pretty far. Mm -hmm. So we don't really, I'm not in contact with her necessarily, but even like other people that were on that national team back in 2017, 2018, now they're either like they're long gone, like gone, mm -hmm. like they just quit. And it's funny kind of, because you would think they would like, they were going to go like to the Olympics or they were like super good at the time. And then they just kind of lost themselves. And some other people are like, actually like on the national team now and like going to like big meets and it's nice to like see them and be like, wow, like, Look how you're progressing. You. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's let's talk about uh, the Seton Hall life. Now you've been here now for almost a full semester. What is some of the things that you've enjoyed the most being at Seton Hall? I definitely enjoy like the team atmosphere. I really like like practices, and um, I always said like my fifth year, I'm like more than happy to take one. Like I still love diving and all, but I never wanted like a too like serious environment and like. Um, I don't know. I just like I'm comfortable with what I do and I know I can do it well. And I, I really like how like everyone's very supportive and like even Ben and like the girls and just like practices are fun and even the meets. Like I like how um I don't know, even at Fresno we all had to cheer for each other and like at ECU mm -hmm. too. Like it's just like a very good team environment, I'd say. I'd say so. Being coming back for a fit, that was one of the things that I uh, loved about being with the Coach Sapp's program was just the environment here and the atmosphere uh, with the fans and stuff like that. So I talked to Quinn earlier today on the phone. He he talked to me about how technically technical you are on the boards. Um, what are some of the things that you do technically? Like whether that's um, you kind of talked about a pre. Uh, meet but like what about pre-practice what are some of the things that you're focusing on during practice to get you in that groove um well we all warm up together so mm -hmm. that's like I guess um not really it we I do my own things like for example I always have to do like a butterfly stretch before I get in like just I have to I don't know <laughs> but um I don't I don't think I do anything necessarily like different than what they do mm -hmm. but also as I said like having different coaches and like my coach back in Italy like the Hungarian coach she was very much technique oriented so we worked a lot on technique like and sometimes it was like a pain like I didn't want to do it we had to do like this hard things or like focusing on technique and doing like 10 of them and but at the end of the day like now looking back at it I can see how that helps um so I guess it's kind of like not natural, but I don't really think too much about whatever, like, like even Quinn, sometimes he would say like, like, how do you do it? Like, I don't understand. And sometimes I just don't know. No, that, no, that is fair. Is So what is the, so I know in swim practices, I, this is what I, I just thought of this now. I don't know why I didn't ask Quinn, but during like swim practices, we might go back and forth and like try to correct each other swimming wise while we're swimming, but we can't really see each other swim. If that makes any sense, like we're mm -hmm. swimming with the person next to you. Yeah. So what are some of the things that you're uh, telling your fellow divers as they're diving to give them like kind of tips and pointers to get them better each and every day? Um, well, the tips and 
tricks like Ben is the one that does it well mm-hmm. sometimes like Quinn would be like oh like I just like he would more like more so make a comment like not like admiring me but like being like wow like I don't know how you do it like or it's not necessarily like giving each other tips it's more like being supportive I'd say so like even like if Nikki or one of the girls is like like is you can tell she's scared of doing some dive or like she's just struggling that day like we would just like she's on the board and we would say like come on like you got it or play a song that she likes or like something like that so it's it seems like the, the supportive like atmosphere is just as important as the offering advice in terms of diving i mean that's yeah. that's probably like it with any with any sport but like as being a team sport even though you're doing it individually like you're obviously helping out your other fellow divers and whether it's hyping them up with music or whatnot or, or even like their- leading by example i'd say so sure like if you go on the board multiple times and then you can tell like someone's trying and like maybe that makes someone else want to like do the same thing you know and there. try a little harder or like try to get a couple more dives in before time's up yeah and you're always you know I know I can run and like you're always gonna run faster with someone like beside you that's like running just as hard as you you're gonna push yourself a little more so if someone sees that you are doing this ridiculously this ridiculous dive or whatever and then you're like all right I want to do something like that or at least something close to that maybe I can't do that but something close to that kind of like helps push them to be a better version better yeah. better version of themselves better diver so very cool very, very cool yeah no that is amazing so we've gotten you've gotten to dive at many different places over your five years whether it was with Fresno East Carolina here at Seton Hall have you had a favorite place that you've gotten to dive and compete at I definitely have uh, well, some of the better pools I've been at are like Stanford. Stanford mm. is like very nice. It's a very nice pool. Mm-hmm. They have a, an amazing like dryland facility in the back, which is is super crazy. Like it must be so expensive, but we got to go there. We went to like UCLA, Northern Arizona. We went to University of Southern California, mm-hmm. USC, UNC, Georgia Tech. I went to Tennessee. Yeah, I've been pretty much like not everywhere. You've been to but... some pretty big facilities. Oh, yeah, right. Much, hey, my favorite was Hawaii. We went to Hawaii for my for training trip. Whoa. Oh, man. Um, That's yeah. nice. My senior year, they gifted us with a very nice training trip in Hawaii. We went there for a for a week. Like, uh, we didn't have to pay anything. It was great. And That's amazing. Yeah. So that was definitely like. Not necessarily the best pool, like board wise and like facility wise, but just you were in Hawaii, like. That yeah, was. and a lot of those places when you're with Fresno State were outdoor facilities, right? So yeah. what is like what 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 make does, <laughs> is it harder to dive outside than it is inside? Um, some people might say yes. I at first it was a little like overwhelming because you kind of got to like get used to like well, the sun's right there. And if the mm-hmm. sun's in your eyes, is very annoying. And even like, sometimes you get a bee and like it flies by and it's a little scary, but um, <laughs> in Fresno, it would get cold realistically. Like it would get like up down to like 50, which mm-hmm. is not that bad. But when you have to like be in a pool and yes, the pool is heated and like we have a hot tub and we have a shower, but when it's cold outside and like your body itself, it's cold. It's just like, not ideal because then your feet get cold and then the board itself it's cold so it doesn't like bounce as much mm-hmm. and just mentally you don't want to be there when it's 50 and it's like cloudy and it might be raining or it might be windy and 
that was that not ideal. Sound, the, the rain does not sound ideal at all. <laughs> no, I, I'll be uh, ready for Florida. That's for sure. I, I bet. Yeah, I'm ready for some nice sun in, in January 4th. <laughs> I, I have it stored on my calendar. So we went over some of the best places you've dove. What are some of the hardest slash not so favorite places that you've dove at? Well, recently, Ryder was a little challenging. Mm-hmm. So yep. It was a very narrow pool, but the boards itself were very nice, which kind of made up for it um west virginia was very nice too it was a very nice mm-hmm. pool you can tell it's brand new so that was mm-hmm. nice mm-hmm. yeah i, I don't think, think anybody we... likes that rider pool no my freshman year i think we dove at old dominion mm-hmm. which that was a little sh- like that was a, like a shock i remember i was like whoa this is not <laughs> great but <laughs> no no there's there's definitely when you look at like you didn't get to go to lehigh we talked about it with walker way back when in the summer but if you went to Lehigh, the pool is so compact. Like even like on the swimming aspect of things, you think of, oh, it's a pool. It's going to be the same thing. It's not mm-hmm. the same thing at all. Yeah, especially that's what for I always the think. Like it's the same twenty-five, like yards. Yeah, like, it can't be that much different. But then on the way down to West Virginia, I was talking actually to Derek, um, uh-huh. and he was just telling me how like it could be different, like how shallow or like how. Mm-hmm not shallow it is or like the what was he saying like the drains like the water yep. like and that was just wow I never thought about any of this I just thought you get off the block and and yeah I know the biggest thing at at West Virginia I'm going to call out one of the freshmen Toma Adam uh, who's one of our sprinters he's from uh, Romania um on the one end the far end so you have the start end and you have the 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 turn end there's a bulkhead there. So instead of a wall that goes from the top to the bottom to the floor, it's just a space. And there was two T's at the bottom. Um, so what happened was on the first day, uh, Thomas was the 50 freestyle, which is a sprint two laps. Uh, he comes out of the pool and we're like, Oh yeah, good job. Tell me. He's like, I did not like that wall, that wall. It just, I couldn't figure it out. And then he swims it at finals and he had a really good time again. He comes up. I still can't figure out that wall. So it, it's tricky at times. And the gutters, as you said, is another tricky thing because that's where all the water's going. So if there's not a good gutter system, um, the water staying in, it just becomes a wave pool. So um, uh, yeah. it's, it's a crazy thing to think about, even on the diving end of things. Um, so as we continue here, so how has your family impacted your diving career? Um, they were always very supportive, always. Um, every time we had a home meet, like back in Italy at least, they would come and support. Um, sometimes we must admit it's boring to watch, especially when there's like 40 plus people. And when you're like, like at least in high school, everyone pretty much does the same things, the same dives. Mm-hmm. So it's can be very boring. Um, but they were always very supportive. Um, they don't really like are too much into like my diving life itself. Like they don't really know. Like, I mean, after 13 years, they do know when like I did bad or when I did good, but they have never been like the classic, like diving coach, like mom coach, dad coach that like, just like, just like in too much and like tells you what to do, what not to do. They were just like, okay, like if you did bad, like go better next time. And if I did good, like congrats, good job. And yeah, even when I decided to go like abroad, they were very supportive. Like they never told me not to do it they said like you're 19 you're 18 20 like do it while you can and Mm -hmm. like you can do it with like a good scholarship and like you get to experience like a whole new like part of the world so just like 
just do it. I know it's scary. And like, especially when I was like, even transferring from ECU to Fresno or like from Fresno to Seton Hall, like there was always that like thought in my head, like, okay, what if like, what if people don't like me? What if I go there and like, I can't fit in? What if this, what if that, what if I don't like the coach? Like some, at one point you just got up, you say like, okay, like I'll do it and just dive into it, I guess. You know, that that's amazing support from your family. Did you have any siblings that also dove? I know you mentioned. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've played basketball, but just for fun. And mm-hmm. I was the m- most athletic one out of the three of us. They're both older. Uh, they're very smart, though. So um, that was like an incentive for me to like be good at school as well. Um, but yeah, they were they they never dove, never did like gymnastics. They always played basketball. I don't know. Uh, did they? Did they ever? Um, have they ever? They've gotten to see you dive in Italy. Have they ever got to see you dive in the states? Well, actually, yes. My brother and my dad just came to visit, like what two weeks ago. Like, oh, right awesome. before West Virginia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So nice. they got to see the me against Lehigh. Oh, sweet! That's yeah. awesome. So, and well, my brother hadn't seen me dive in like, like since before freshman year. So four years, five maybe. Yeah. We probably got to see a lot of progression there from your freshman year to yeah, now. Definitely. Yeah, that, that's for sure. Uh, so we're going to kind of move on here into the academics of things. Um, currently, you're pursuing your MBA in healthcare administration. Uh, at Fresno State, you achieve your bachelor's in science and applied science. Um, but uh, what are some of the things that um, you've gotten to do getting your MBA, MBA here at Seton Hall? Um, <clears throat> so far, I really like the program. Um, the classes are very much like smaller. There's only like, I want to say like 10 to 12 people in my classes, which is nice because like as grad, like it's also, well, it's nice because it's not a big lecture. So you have that one-on-one with the like professor itself and all the professors I've had so far, they're all very like definitely knowledgeable and approachable as well. And having a, such a small class, it makes it easier for me mm-hmm. to like be comfortable and be like, I have a question, like, I don't understand this. Can you repeat it? When a big lecture, like I probably would never, and I would just try to figure it out like at home by myself or like ask someone. But when the professor is right there and there's 10 of you, it's very much easier. And also I want to say like half of them or like maybe a little more, 80%, they're older. So a lot of them have like full-time jobs or like past experiences that like I personally never had because well I've been an athlete and I guess that's my experience Mm -hmm. but in the actual like field I don't have much at all but it's nice to have someone that's older and that like has had jobs before even like related to healthcare and like knows more about what we're actually doing and it's interesting stuff so far that I like. That's what I've also liked about grad school because I'm in Right, right. I've been in three classes this semester. Uh, right now, I'm down, now I'm down to two because one of them was an accelerated program mm-hmm. uh, class. But you're you're with the same people for both for both of my classes. So I I know these people in both classes, and I know I can communicate with them. Um, even with the professors, it's a lot more hands on with the professor and get to know them better. Um, like we've had, I've had meetings with my one professor about my master's project. That's now like we had it back in October before mm-hmm. we even had to start it. Um, so what are some of the things that you were looking to pursue after college with your degree? 
Well, after college, I would like to do one year of OPT, which is uh, uh, it's an international people thing. It's like a work visa, but temporary that only lasts for one year. Um, so I would like to get that after, which it shouldn't be like too hard. But then I have an internship coming up in the summer. I don't know where yet, but I'll have one like it's required for my program. So I'll have to get an internship and Hopefully after that, I'll have a better idea of like what I like and what I don't like and then mm -hmm. try to like pursue a job after. I would like to stay in the United States. Um, I mean, I do have a boyfriend now, so fingers crossed. Uh, <laughs> uh, everything's going well, so <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but um, for example, my brother had a friend that she played tennis at Florida International mm -hmm. and she did the same thing that I'm doing. So she got a master's and then she got the OPT for one year and then she found a good job where they sponsored her work visa. So that's how it works. You get like um, a company or someone that sponsor your work visa. And then that's like two to three years. And then you have to stay in America for, I don't know how many years, but then you can get like apply for a green card. It's a whole process, but um, it's very stressful to think about. So I don't really like to think about it yet. <laughs> I don't have to. But I know eventually I will have to like deal with it because like the years that you stay in America and like you studied, they don't count towards like your green card years. Mm -hmm. So you can't count that. You have to like have a work visa before and you have to be here for like four years or five or. But like this girl that she played tennis, she got a, her green card. So there's hope. Well, you're absolutely you're killing it so far. So don't stress about it too much. So has there anybody in your classes or professors, wherever you've been that have given you some really good advice while pursuing your degree? Um, <clears throat> the best class I have, or the most interesting, I guess, we have a whole class about like leadership and how to be like a better leader. And like, cause like the position like that we would be in as healthcare administrator is like a leadership position. And that class is actually very like interesting because personally I never learned about it and all the things that like we talk about in the class are very like again interesting about like servant leadership and how to like communicate with people and being empathetic and leading by example and like some character characteristic that like leaders should have and they made me th think more even like at practice itself like how can I be better like for like Nikki or like the people that like will still be here when I'm like done with diving next year that was maybe a follow-up question I was going to ask. The class that you have in leadership, does that apply to anything that you're doing, being a teammate, future coach, whoever it is in diving, um, to any capacity? Yeah, definitely it applies. Um, one of, like, the concepts that we've, like, gone over is, like, servant leadership and how, like, I don't really know how to explain it properly, but pretty much it's, like, you as a leader are, like, asking others, like, what can I do to, like, help you? Like, you're serving them you're asking them like what can I do to like help you with this or help you with that and like that's something that was like oh that's actually like very true like sometimes I don't really need to anyone to tell me what to do but like how they can they help me like get to where I want to be if that makes sense sure well sometimes yeah. I do need to be told what to do because I'm very indecisive but sometimes <laughs> I just need like okay like what do you want to do? Like, how can I help you? Like, do you want to work on this? Do you want to work on that? Or mm -hmm. whatever right. it might be. 
Well, well, speaking of Nikki, I got to talk to her a little bit before, again, before we hopped on this call. And and she was talking to me about you, and she said she is the most humble athlete I've ever met. She's super hardworking and motivating. Even when she's super serious with her diving, she has a great sense of humor. And then I've seen that. I've got to see that throughout. Um, like, it's one time a week uh, where I get to watch them dive on Tuesdays. And uh, every time she comes up from a uh, dive, she's always, she's always, you're always laughing, Sylvia, and you're always have a great smile on your face. You're always cracking jokes up on yeah. the board. So it's, it's amazing to see. Yeah. You got to have fun. Um, have to. Spec- yeah. And that, that's the whole point of sports is to have a little bit of fun. So as we wrap up here, we're going into our last two segments here. The first one is advice to a pirate. So here, here's the question I have for you today. So what advice would you give to any international athletes trying to work their way and compete at the college level at the United States, in the United States? Well, definitely the recruiting process is the biggest thing. I would say personally to reach out to as many schools as you can, because you never know, even the ones that you can be like, oh, they'll definitely say no. Like, you never know. Maybe they will say yes. Maybe they do have a spot. Maybe they do have like a scholarship. So just reach out to as many people as you can and just don't be afraid to like receive a no as a response because like realistically, there's so many people that probably like are in the same boat and like it's really not that big of a deal at the end of the day because Mm -hmm. if you really want it, you will find somewhere to go. And well, as Nikki said, I would say just hard work, be consistent. And I mean, if you love it, then it's really not that hard. Mm-hmm. No, like, that's I amazing. Yeah. No, I was going to say, like, I do am a hard worker, but like, it's because I, I like it. I enjoy it. So it's mm-hmm. if you find something that you like and you love, it's not like it doesn't feel like a like a weight or something that you have to do. And like, you have to go to the pool. It's like, oh, I get to go to the pool today. Like, oh, that's fun. Yeah, no, that is for sure. And as as Jonathan mentioned, us, the grandpas, we that's something that we enjoy, you know, like we go into the pool, go into the baseball field, go into the weight room, um, getting to experience that with one more chance with the COVID year and stuff like that is definitely yeah. one of the things that uh, I still enjoy and I'm going to miss uh, once I'm done. So to enter our last segment, it's called Walk the Plank. These are a little bit of quicker, fast-paced, rapid-fire questions. Um, but if you have a little bit more of an answer, please don't feel, don't uh, be afraid to uh, give a little bit more of an explanation. So, first one: favorite food when you're at home in Italy? Um, it's my grandpa's meal. Uh, you wouldn't know what it is, but it's like ragu with like peas and like pasta, and then there's cheese, and it's a whole thing. It's like baked pasta in the oven, pretty much. That sounds amazing. Uh, I will say. Uh, that's what's the name so, of it? Yeah, what's the um, name? Yeah. Di <laughs> Just in case any of the listeners know what that is, that's what yeah. it, is. <laughs> it sounds amazing. I'd I'd like some. It's uh, Sicilian food. Okay. Favorite dive to do? Uh, back one and a half pike on one meter. Back one and a half pike. I'm trying to envision no it. Right there. Do yeah. It. Um. Okay. Since Thanksgiving's tomorrow, favorite Thanksgiving food? Um, maybe green bean casserole or mac and cheese. Interesting. I, I've never had a green bean casserole on Thanksgiving. I don't know. Uh, my friend's mom in Fresno, she used to make it, and it was very good. It's like green beans and like crushed mm-hmm. onions. It know, sounds good. I've like seen it. it a couple of times. I just like, I'm like, I've never, I've never had that. Um, <laughs> favorite song while at dive practice? <laughs> Uh, honestly, anything pitbull, it's very fun. 
oh, I love yeah. to sing along. So any anytime like a bad song comes on, um, <laughs> not not there are bad songs, but I know Quinn's very into music, and uh-huh. sometimes I don't know his songs, and I'm kind of bummed. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, do you prefer diving inside or outside? Uh, outdoors when it's nice outdoors, though. Yeah, not not right now in Jersey where it's cloudy, cold, looks like it's gonna rain. Yeah, no, not today. No, not today. Uh, Do you have a favorite, or not a do you have, go-to pre-meat meal? It sounds bad, but I don't really eat before a meat. I I would have breakfast. Like, I would have, like, eggs and sausage. Mm -hmm. But then I don't eat until I'm done. So even if that's, like, at 4 p.m., like, I would have, like, a little snack, like, fruit snacks in between. Mm-hmm. No, I, I kind of I kind of feel that because I don't want to feel too sense. full. Yeah, yeah. especially yeah. when like I have diving, to flip. the flips and everything. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, go to movie or show while traveling. I'm not very big into like watching shows, but the ones I've watched are like The Office, New Girl, mm-hmm. like funny shows. I like those. Classics Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, biggest piece of advice that your parents have given you just hard work i feel like they like led by example by being very hard workers so necessarily they didn't say anything but yeah leading by example i like it last one for me how would you describe your diving style oh fun fun why i just fun? like to have fun <laughs> that's that's fair that's perfect uh is there anything else that you want to talk about before we uh wrap everything up uh, I don't personally think so, but if you do have more questions, feel free to ask. Yeah, no, I think I, I'm all good here, Jonathan. That's all all good for me. Um, so we'll wrap it up here. Here, Sylvia, thank you for taking a little under an hour or so uh, out, of, out of your day right before Thanksgiving when you're traveling and whatnot. Um, this is a podcast where we want to highlight the really good Seton Hall student athletes in, in their respective sport, in the community, in the classroom, and uh, you are definitely hitting upon all those. So keep up what you're doing, keep up all the good work in the pool and everything else. And uh, we'll be following. So you're a great representative of the university. So thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you for coming on Sylvia. That's going to wrap up episode 15 here to everyone uh, listening tomorrow's Thanksgiving. As we mentioned a bunch. So happy Thanksgiving to uh, all of you and your families and enjoy the break off student athletes and and students who uh, get to go home for a little bit kind of reset the batteries as we get into that final stretch with uh finals on the precipice and all that fun stuff with winter holidays and going on so uh from from sylvia alessio jonathan luters uh, i'm justin asterk we will see you next time